when I met someone insanely beautiful and I kind of knew ah, she is not vegan, but I knew she has a big heart. She has a big brain. And if you give a big heart and a big brain a little bit of time and the right information, I believe this person is going to go vegan anyways. It's a no-brainer. Right. I just think so. I don't judge people. Because we were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense to judge anyone for not being vegan because most of us weren't born this way. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good whatever, and welcome to another episode of The Vegan Life. It is another beautiful early morning in Bali Shmali, and I'm pretty, pretty excited to share today today's episode. Tori Ri is on the podcast. She interviewed me, or nah, it's more a conversation, but a really, really good one. I enjoyed it. I, I, oh, I had goosebumps several times, so I I'm pretty sure you will like this one. We talk about mental health, dating non-vegans, and we share our stories, how we quit our jobs to live a more purposeful life and how you do it as well. The thing is, this episode was so long that we decided, "Mm, you know what, we're going to split it and publish two parts. On my podcast, you can listen to part number two. Part number one is on the Vivo Live podcast. You just, yeah, wherever you can find podcasts, you find the Vivo Live podcast. Just type in Vivo Live Show, the Vivo Live Show. Um, I will also put a link in the show notes below. And because it was such a long <laughs> interview, I'm just going to shut up now and uh, wish you a lot of pleasure because it is really good. And I hope that one or two people here are listening who actually do something. Like, a lot of people will feel inspired, but inspiration without action is worth nothing. Like, if you just feel inspired and you do nothing about it, you basically only had a feeling. We need to take action, and you will take action and listen to part number one now on the Vivo Live podcast. Then you come back to this podcast, listen to part two. You will not regret it, and enjoy this episode. Would you be the preacher? Would you be my? Yeah. The done, the done, done. I still got a lot of shit to learn. I'll admit it. But I think men and women, we we can go on either end of the scale. We can bottle everything up, and then, like I even mentioned a minute ago, sometimes it can be an overshare. Mm-hmm. Um, and rather than actually even taking a moment to reflect and analyze our feelings, we just blurt them all out. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's finding that balance in the middle and that kind of that 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 sweet spot, I guess. But I definitely think it's attractive when a man can can communicate how he feels and ex- feel comfortable enough to express himself. Um, at the same time, I think irrelevant of of gender, nobody wants to be in a relationship where they feel like they are somebody's kind of therapist or carer. Uh Um, so that's, I think where I go back to kind of finding that sweet spot where it's, I'm, I'm just talking in regards to my own context. I am very comfortable to express my emotions and explain how I'm feeling to somebody. Um, and at the same time, I'm also very comfortable on reflecting on said emotions and feelings and understanding them fully and addressing them myself. Because the bottom line is I can express it to everybody, but 
it's not on anybody else to change. Do you know what I mean? Like, if somebody makes you feel a certain way and you express that to somebody, that doesn't mean they should change. They may, they may want to change their behavior if it's something that they've not intentionally done or put thought into. But it may well be the case that that's just how somebody else is programmed. And then it's back on you to address, okay, I'm feeling this way. What has triggered this? Do I need to change my environment? Do I need to change the people? What do I, or, or is it a, a fundamental belief that I need to actually challenge myself in order to not continually feel this negative way? So interesting. Yeah, it just also, I mean, it's we talk a lot about veganism. Do you know how many times I were like talking to girls and at some point you talk about it? I don't know why. I, I never share. I swear we never I, bring it up. <laughs> I, I never bring it up. Right. Never. But at some point, I don't know why. Probably because I smell it. I don't know. But then like, ah, you're vegan, right? I'm like, yeah, and I, I see the response, and they're like, mm, eh, eh. you know what I mean? Yep. They, they, they judge you, and I was, the other day I was asking a friend of mine who is a lifetime vegetarian, and he, and he has exactly the same experience, and we were like, maybe it's because our definition of a strong, real man, yeah. it's someone who... is not... I think it, it, it actually goes deeper and it's, it's, I knew where you're about to go. So I'm butting in. It's the compassion side of things. So maybe it's a side where it's like, oh, this guy is compassionate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, I he must be a bit of a wuss. Yeah, a trillion yeah. percent. Because I get the same in regards to, I think, um, there'll be men who think that I'm therefore like overly emotional because I care about the planet and the animals. I was in the gym the other day. I did not bring it up. A guy asked me, Oh, so how come you're out in Bali? Like, he was an interesting looking dude. But anyway, um, he's like, why are you out in Bali? I was like, oh, we're here on a work trip. Um, and I, he's like, oh, who do you work for? I was like, oh, I work for like um, a, a health and supplementation company. We do like vegan plant-based products. Da -da. Oh, vegan. <laughs> I swear, like literally my face was, I, I'm not the most responsive in the gym at the best of times, but this was just the worst time to even try and piss me off. <laughs> and, um, and then literally ever since that, like then later on, he was, he was like, oh, we wouldn't get on because I'd just be eating, I, I, I like eating meat too much. And I was like, I don't want to get on with you anyway. I'm literally waiting for a piece of freaking equipment that you're on. And then the rest of that day, like he'd literally come to me and be like, vegan, vegan. Whenever I see him in the gym, oh, hi, vegan. I'm like, bro, like, You guys talk about me like, or vegans projecting their view. Yeah, you, it is ridiculous. I don't even need to bring it up and you attack. But yeah, I'd say that on both fronts. I'd say we both get it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. But for like, yeah, I don't know. I'd say it's probably stronger from a male perspective. Uh, yeah, I think. Or maybe more, something you're more aware of. It's more accepted for a female to have a dietary requirement, just to simplify things. Um, and I think like females, they, they feel judged pretty quickly. Not yeah. all of them, obviously, but many of them. And then if you're a vegan, they're like, ah, oh. mm. and all this, these things. Would you date a non-vegan? Yeah. Yeah, really? I am. You, what? <laughs> um, what, 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 what? Okay. Yeah. Elaborate on that. Um, okay. So obviously if I could have my own way, 
then of course I'd be like, yeah, definitely I want a vegan and that's my preference. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to be careful because I don't, I, I, I don't want to force my opinion on him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I genuinely believe because he's got such a big heart and he is so considerate in regards to health he's so aware of health that like he, he's fully admitted since we've been dating or whatever and we've talked more about plant-based diets he's like yeah i completely agree that plant-based diet is superior but it's a process and i remember when i was on my journey of becoming vegan and i was prepping for a show mm-hmm. and some guy who i'd known for years dm me on facebook and started basically questioning me on why i wasn't vegan and it was and we had the protein debate because at the time i I'd been programmed to believe that I couldn't get the same amount of protein. My body couldn't grow the same way as being being vegan. And unfortunately, there isn't enough. It's not that there's not enough case studies. Scientifically, there is. But in my profession, in regards to uh, competing, there wasn't that many successful vegan athletes. Not because the vegan athletes couldn't be successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah but we got it. <laughs> just a smaller proportion. Anyway. So, and then he'd be like, oh, you, you're, you're not really an animal lover if you, if you, eat, pet, if you eat animals, da, 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 like... And it, I got so defensive. And so now I've become so much more conscious that actually I genuinely believe the majority of the population will turn to a plant-based diet, whether they turn fully vegan or not. Mm-hmm. I think it's going that way. And if I can meet somebody that possesses all of the other qualities that I require from a relationship, then that's not going to be a deal breaker for me. If they said to me, if they came with a closed mind and were a meat eater and were like, I don't believe in a plant-based diet. I think it's all bollocks. Da, 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 then that's that's not just about you being a meat eater. That's about you having a closed mind too. So I'm not interested in that. Mm-hmm. If you fully respect and are open to understanding and learning more about my belief system, then I don't even feel like I need to force my opinion on you because I think with, it, with time, it will be a natural progression. By the way, I totally, I 100% agree. I just wanted to sound a little bit dramatically <laughs> and put some drama in this show. Uh, I, I do the same. I always say big heart, big brain. Mm-hmm. I check first. Well, first you check how they look like. Like even if you don't want, want it. I met someone insanely beautiful and I kind of knew ah, she is not vegan, but I knew she has a big heart. She has a big brain. And if you give a big heart and a big brain a little bit of time and the right information, I believe this person is going to go vegan anyways. It's a no-brainer. Right. I, I just think so. I don't judge people. Because we were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense to judge anyone for not being vegan because most of us weren't born this way. Like, right. who the fuck am I to judge someone if I've been eating meat for 20 years. Right. Like, that's so dumb. It's a no-brainer. Um, and there is so many of the cultural aspects as well. Where different cultures are so much more meat-driven. Do you know what I mean? So then it, it almost... I, I, I know because I've had these conversations with various people where they almost feel like, okay, but if I change my diet, then I'm almost losing a bit of a cultural identity too especially people who are maybe like mixed cultures or whatever, it is almost like they're letting part of what they perceive as their identity go. No, I kind of want to have a non-vegan girlfriend. <laughs> but you want a challenge, that's what you want. <laughs> yeah, I, wanna, I like chasing. Um, I, I really do like chasing. But imagine kissing someone and like if I would just think of the taste and smell of dairy... Whoa. Oh yeah, so let me just put this out there. Or like, imagine the guy I'm dating does not do dairy. 
Okay, but what if he just had some brie, like bacon, and he kisses you? You can't eat bacon around me either. But I get what you're saying. But I mean, I'm just thinking. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't. It sounds like milk or something. I, in like in my opinion, milk just tastes disgusting. So I couldn't really handle it, and it smells so bad. Yeah, I agree. Do you know what I mean? I've got full-on phobia of milk. I like I, I I can't handle it, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe if the re- now I've manifested a non-vegan girlfriend. Yeah, you've got a challenge on your hands. But yeah, I think that is a thing. It's just kind of like it's it's exactly what we said before about the kind of like whole self-awareness thing. And if there is a trait in somebody that makes you feel uncomfortable, you actually have to question yourself as to why. And that's where it's bringing back to kind of like the no judgment zone. Mm-hmm. And if there are other things that align that didn't align with you, so for example, if the guy or girl was close-minded or they were stubborn, or whatever, or they were naive, then these are traits that maybe I don't feel like I could align with mm-hmm. for a future. But if it's just a case of they haven't been given the necessary information, they've been programmed for a matter of years, they're open to learning and understanding more, but with no promises, then fine. What more can I ask? A trillion percent. I agree on that. Someone who's not vegan here and who's hot. <laughs> <laughs> what is actually your journey? Like, I don't know when you became vegan. What was kind of your trigger point? Because like I said, for me, I definitely had some seeds planted. Mm-hmm. Someone paid me to go vegan. For real? Yeah. Damn. No. Um, so I was a bodybuilder and I followed this guy called Misha Janjes. Have you heard of him? Yep. He was in the documentary, The Game Changers. And, yeah, he started a 30 days vegan challenge. I'm like, what the heck is this guy doing? He did it. I followed every single day of his, like, documentation. And after that, he didn't change. Like, he kept doing this vegan thing. I'm like, huh, that's interesting. And then he started sharing more about the reasons. He started sharing, like, go watch this documentary, read this book. And I did it. And I'm so, at some point, I'm like, huh, they're all telling bullshit, right? Like, I got to do something. And, yeah. I mean, I was, at this time, I was plant-based. Like, you can still eat animal mm-hmm. products and be plant-based. Yep. Most of the people... I didn't know that, uh, but like being vegan and being plant-based, there's like yeah. still a big, I think plant-based is like 90%, 95%. I think it's like a difficult one, isn't it? Because realistically... There is actually like a definition of being plant-based. Yeah. I think it's 90%, so you could be plant-based and still eat egg or a yeah. steak once in a while. Yeah. Uh, anyway, during this time, I was already like, I didn't consume dairy. Um, because I had really bad acne. And when I quit dairy, it disappeared completely. Um, so I only ate chicken once in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, not once in a while, almost every single yeah. day, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I was like, okay, I'm just going to eat lentils instead of the chicken. Which wasn't a great idea, because lentils have a lot of fiber. Um, but yeah, that that was basically my story. Just the guy that I followed on Instagram and YouTube made me go vegan kind of or like inspired me so 
Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I love hearing about people's different journeys and it just reminds you of how much you can influence people, whether it whether you actually have a social media presence or not. Um, so for me, I think it was initially actually that conversation that the guy had had in my Facebook where I can't lie, I was real pissed off with him mm-hmm. because I was in the middle of a prep for a show. I'm already hardly eating anything. So I was struggling mentally with food um, to then come and make me feel even worse about the food I was eating. That was the hardest prep of my life because I literally didn't want to eat anything. Mm-hmm. I was force feeding myself chicken and I felt physically sick. Um, and then after that show, I went on a bit of a binge, um, which happens when you don't have a, a positive relationship with food. Mm-hmm. And I acknowledged it. I acknowledged the fact that all I cared about and all I was doing was thinking about what, what pizza I could have or what burger I could eat or what ice cream I wanted. And I put on a lot of weight in a short period of time. And it was actually, that it coincides with the time that I went to the States. But anyway, I came back. It was around, yeah, so it was around, just figuring out years. I think it was 2017, summer of 2017. And um, because my diet had got so bad and my relationship with food had got so bad, I was like, do you know what? I used to do this anyway. I used to have like a month of eating any sugar just to get me to stop eating shit, basically. Mm-hmm. So this time I was like, do you know what? I'm actually going to give up meat for a month because I hate it. I didn't enjoy it anyway. Um, so I was like, let me just stop eating meat so that I can actually enjoy eating my food again. Mm-hmm. And let me cut out dairy so that I stop eating ice cream and I don't replace ice cream with cheese. Mm-hmm. That literally, I was just trying to think about, let me try and be healthier and enjoy it. So I did that for a month and I literally felt so much better. It was a joke. And then it kind of stemmed from there. So then I called myself plant-based. I stayed plant-based for like maybe seven months. So I'd still eat eggs Occasionally, I'd eat fish, um, but I didn't eat any meat and I didn't eat any dairy. I I reckon maybe the odd thing might have had dairy in it without me being aware of it. And I ate it and probably felt quite ill, but I wasn't quite so anti it. Whereas now that physically makes me revolt. Um, And then it wasn't actually till January 18 that I went fully vegan. And that was because of Vivo. Vivo asked me to do Veganuary and just to try being vegan for a month. And it was when I just started to prep for another show. So I was like, I said to my coach at the time, I was like, well, I need to do this vegan because I'm doing Veganuary. And it was easy as F. So I just stayed on it. And then the more I then learned about the health aspects, the environmental aspects, just it was just logical. I think that's the thing. Once you, like you say, when you, if you do have a big heart and a big brain, the more information that you're able to be provided with that counterbalances the programming that you've already had is a logical decision to go plant-based. I'm going to say plant-based because veganism obviously is a whole lifestyle. You could be, you could eat 100% plant-based foods. Um, but yeah, it is the most logical thing. I couldn't agree more. He's smiling. <laughs> Mr. Smiler. I'm thinking of my cat now. I have a cat now. I, I have family. Um, because you just said fish. Mm-hmm. And I have to buy fish for her. Mm. And it really hurts. It just hurts my feelings sometimes to support it. Yeah, I get that. But I think I, I, I found a solution. So I'm going to go to restaurants and ask for the leftovers. Mm-hmm. And just get them. Then I wouldn't support the wouldn't support the the industry right and, I wouldn't and you're su- using waste products and i'm using waste products 
I think I'll be fine with that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think it is a difficult one. It is a difficult one. And even whether it's your pet or your partner. <laughs> Cat and partner, yeah, both of them. I mean, the good thing about you can choose whether you want to have cats or not, mm-hmm. uh, or like pets in yeah. general. And you can't choose your parents, but you can choose your partner. You yeah. can kick your partner out of your life yeah. if you want. <laughs> you can kick your job, like you can quit your job anytime. And I remember when you said like, ah, there may be some people listening who can't really qu- quit their job. I know what you mean. There are probably some parents here. Mm-hmm. And if you have that perspective, that most people have in the western world i agree but if you if you really understand that you will be fine as long as you have enough food and water i said my perspective isn't necessarily a case of you can't quit your job but you may not be able to do it quite so spontaneously as Uh we could a trillion percent you might just have to have a little bit more thought process and pre-planning to put yourself into a position so that you are able to make those decisions yeah but like I, i i I agree, 100%. Like, humans are capable of crazy things. Mm. Like, we can fly to the moon. Well, some people say that that didn't happen. We, I can send you a message from Bali to Germany in, like, two seconds. And right. humans built that. So, I'm pretty, pretty sure there is a way how you can quit your job and find a job that you actually like. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, because I, I know... I've heard it many times, I'm sure you have, and I'm sure people listening have probably even said it to themselves, where it's like, yeah, but I can't, or I can't relate to you because of my circumstances. But the bottom line is we do create our circumstances, and we do have the power to have influence on kind of our lives. So yeah, you may feel like you are trapped in a job because you have to support this, you have to pay for this, and I completely understand that and and, and respect your hustle. But that doesn't mean that you are bound to do that for the rest of your living days. And if you have had that moment of self-awareness where you're like, actually, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm not in a position where I feel like I'm serving myself or others. Then maybe I need to reevaluate things. So it might be a case at first that actually you start prioritizing the time that you're not at work to do stuff more that you are enjoying. So, okay, at the, at the moment you're spending nine to five in the office And then you go home and you go to you go watch some TV or whatever and you go to bed. Maybe it's a case of starting with smaller things. So starting just by managing your time slightly differently. So you go to work and then maybe you go to the gym or say you've gone to the gym in the morning. You've got some exercise in or you enjoy just going for a walk. So instead of going straight home, you go straight out and go for a walk or you go and paint. Or you go and listen to music or socialize with friends and just using your free time to do something for you and not falling in that trap of, oh, it's been a hard day at work. I'm just going to go home and chill. We need that sometimes, of course, but I think it could be quite easy for people to just then completely eradicate their free time and then not even understand what their passion really looks like. Because it might be a case if you actually use your free time that little bit more wisely, you start to understand what gives you that little bit more life And then you can start thinking about how can I make this as an income? Mm -hmm. I think even more important is step number one, stop saying that you can't do it. Because if you, you will be right. If you say you can't do it, Mm -hmm. you can't do it. Like it's, let's say you say, 
I can't give up cheese. No. Is it Just, really true? Like, is it really true? What if I... I definitely said that at one point. Uh, yeah, I probably <laughs> said the same about chicken. What if I would pay you like a million bucks? Could you? I mean, like, can. The word can is like have it, being able to yeah. do it, right? Can't or cannot really means will not. Period. You, you, you could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you, you have the ability to say no to cheese and eat something else. Or like, I can't talk to girls. Really, like you have a tongue, you can talk, like you yeah. can. If you would stop telling yourself that you can't. Mm -hmm. And as I said, nowadays we are so scared of losing, of trying new things, of doing things differently. That I think the number one problem is that people... Like, they just bullshit themselves so many times. Mm. And I just hope that one person is listening and, then, and he or she realizes that most of the stuff doesn't really matter. Like, if people judge you, if your parents are unhappy with you, that's so unimportant compared to the fact that your goal in life is happiness. Mm. And what many people don't realize, and it sounds a little bit dramatic, is that we all gonna die at some point. We all don't know. Like it, it, it sounds ludicrous, but I could drive home now on a scooter in Bali, mm. and so it, like just the car hits me and I die. It's good. Mm. It could happen every single day. And have you ever thought of it? Like you could die. Mm. It's so insane. And then if you, if you really understand that, it's a fact. If you really understand the fact that you could die every single day, so much stuff becomes so unimportant. Because why would you waste your time feeling bad about, I don't know, not finding the right partner or not getting the best Black Friday deal or oh, the Starbucks coffee is one buck more now like you wouldn't waste your time if you would really really understand that every day is a freaking present mm. it's a gift like every day is a, it is a gift it's so funny because i just want to flip that as well because i saw a quote in the toilet yesterday <laughs> <laughs> of all places um but in regards to kind of like li living your life by that by those kinds of means and it was saying i'm not going to quote it verbatim because i'm i'm not always that good at remembering but the point of it was do something with every single day because every single day you're giving up a day of your life to do it mm -hmm. like we don't get these days back so do something like it, it's so important to come at the end of the day and feel like okay i've done something whether you haven't spent the whole day or not doing something that you wanted to achieve like Yeah. It doesn't need to be every single hour that you feel like this this fulfillment fulfillment. Um but yeah, you want to know that when the day comes to an end or whatever or at any point that you're satisfied. percent. And I check myself many times. Like Excel, if that would be the last day of your life, would you be happy with it? Mm. Would you do the work you, you would do? Would you spend your time with the people that are, who are in your life right now? And, and would you communicate with the people differently? 
Yeah. Because I think one thing that we're all, like, I'd say we're, we're all very good at, and it's something that I now do instinctively and very subconsciously, is telling people how much I love them. Like, I think... Oh, yeah. And that's something that beforehand me expressing an emotion in regards to kind of love and that kind of vulnerability or people perceiving it the wrong way, I was very closed off Mm -hmm. in regards to the kind of those feelings and letting people know. And then like you say, when you do have this kind of realization that actually what, what lasting memory do I want of somebody to have of me? Mm -hmm. Do I really want them to think that I got annoyed with them over something that they didn't mean to do? Do I really want them to think that I was jealous of them because they were living their best life? Do, do you know what I mean? Like all these things. And it's like, actually like, I don't want any of those to be traits to do with me. I want people to see me as unconditional love. I want people to see me as no judgment. I want people to see me as empathy. Mm-hmm. So if I want that, then I have to practice that. I have to be that person. They're the people that I want around me. So, oh, <clears throat> I have to be that person. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Sometimes my friends get like random voice messages. Just me having the reality. Usually when I'm mm, at the gym, <laughs> under the shower, like when I take a shower, I have these moments where like, fuck, I need to tell this person that I love him, her, um, because I didn't do it for a while. Like this morning, I sent a voice note to my brother. I think I haven't talked to him for weeks or months and he's one of like... He's one of the most important people in my life. And I just told him, like, nothing really happened. I just wanted to let you know that I love you and I hope you're doing well. And that's so important. Like, you, you just nailed it. You, you don't know when, it, like, every single conversation, mm. it, it's just a fact, could be the last one. And sometimes that kind of, like, scares me but in a good way yeah you know what i mean i think it's a it's a prompter to kind of get out of your own space sometimes i feel like we can so often get wrapped up in those kind of minuscule unnecessary feels um and it can be quite easy to just get frustrated with somebody or even ourselves and and bullshit be that shitty person whereas it just happened to me like 30 minutes ago (laughs) Not a shitty person, but not the person that I want to be. Like, I don't want that people are staying at my funeral and they're like, oh, the last time I talked to Axel, he was really rude. Right. And that's why I think it's important, like we addressed earlier on, is if you do catch yourself feeling away, like, that's okay because we are human. We're not perfect and we are all learning. And But having that self-awareness and that ability to express it and actually put your hands up and be like, yo, I was rude, I'm sorry. Like I even the other day I was rude to you. Yeah, and you told me. And I and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I felt so bad. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was just rude. I was just in my feels, and I wanted to go to the loo, and you wouldn't let me in because you were doing something. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So I got rude. I got shitty with you, and then two seconds later I was like, Yo, T, like it's such a minor thing. Like it's really not any reason to get annoyed with anybody. You're just in your own head. Step out of it for a second. Go and apologize and carry on. That was beautiful. I didn't care, by the way. I know, but... I, I, I know that most of the people don't want to be rude. And sometimes we're just rude and everyone is rude. And that's fine. Do you know what, I just want to address this as well, because I think it's important. And I'd like to get a male perspective on it. Because um, something that I've become aware of, predominantly in men, is this kind of whole pride thing. And when another man is rude to you... 
I'm not saying you in general, but men, it can be like, oh, he's disrespected me. And it's like a real pop to the ego, a real stab to the ego, and you can't help but retaliate. I don't think it's you where you're at now, but I see this as a common trait in regards to men. And I think it's obviously a, a certain programming that you have to kind of stand up for yourself and stay strong and be the man and don't let anybody res- disrespect you. But do you have any idea where that's come from and like where that changed for you, if it changed for you? I guess these people are unhappy. Like, what's the point in... Like you want to have a fist fight or like I don't I don't get it. It's just not in my it's just not in my life, so I can't really um, comment that. I don't know. It just sounds like a really really strong ego, and I actually have compared to other people a strong ego, mm-hmm. um, but I'm really good at like controlling it and like observing it, and I just don't care when when people are rude to me, which happens if you're vegan and you promote the this lifestyle on instagram or like in, on social media that happens a lot mm-hmm. um so i just i kind of feel sorry for them because they are obviously Flying their butt not off. happy mm. like otherwise they wouldn't do it and if they want to if that makes them feel good short term well then make a joke about me laugh at me i don't really care yeah but that's where I, I guess coming back to self-awareness once again I feel like that's been a key word. Yeah, definitely. Self-awareness. Beth, by the way, read the book, The Meditations. By Have you read it? No. Such a good book by Marcus Aurelius. It's about Beth. And yeah, but basically the whole message is you're going to die. You don't know when. Don't waste your time and how the death is actually motivation is fuel like i just talked about death and the fact that i could die tomorrow mm. and now i'm so pumped to do stuff to like to, to just enjoy every single conversation every single moment so much more because like i remembered huh you know what you don't know if you are waking up tomorrow mm-hmm. and i don't know if that sounds kind of like oh is this guy on drugs Maybe, um, and I understand people who, who think that, but if, like, my mom died when I was two, and that was the only way I could deal with it. I mean, the, I think the reason why that happened to me, or it happened for me, is so that I learn that life is short. She was... 33 i have friends who are 33 and no one told her Mm. five years before that oh you're gonna die in five years Mm. make the best out of it she just got cancer three months later but gone and it could happen to every Mm. single person here to all of our friends and i think it's so easy for the majority of people who it's always like that kind of uh disconnected by one if that makes sense so oh it's a family member or a friend of a friend or whatever and you're like oh my gosh this is really bad yeah but it's actually having that realization that could happen to anybody that could happen to you could happen to me does it scare you Mm, it definitely did before Uh um now with where i'm at in my life i strongly believe that i'm where i'm gonna be Mm -hmm. um doing what i'm gonna do 
Uh, there's things that I still want to improve on and work on, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any kind of regrets or feel negative towards my life or the way that I live my life in mm -hmm. any aspect. Um, I'd probably feel a little bit cheated maybe that I hadn't reached where I thought I was going to be at. Um, but at the same time, I'd be comfortable in knowing that it's just part of the bigger plan. It and it's so much bigger than me. Mm -hmm. It just motivates me like crazy. It fuels me like, oh, nothing else. Do you think that's the biggest thing? Because I have to say, like, your productivity is probably one of the highest that I know that st is still able to keep, get my words out, that is still able to keep a, a social life as well and keep relationships because I think sometimes people can cross the barrier of either not being productive and being too social and then not them being overly productive and not having a social life whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like you're probably one of the, the people that I hold in highest regards into having a good balance. Mm -hmm. um, but it's more, it's not necessarily the hours you give to work, but it's the amount of productivity that you have within those hours. Mm -hmm. Well, my goal is not to be the most productive person that I know. Mm -hmm. My goal is to be really, really happy and live a purposeful life. And that's, probably the reason why i'm so productive because it's not purposeful to be distracted by whatsapp messages mm -hmm. or uh, caddies on instagram mm -hmm. so i i want to get stuff done because i know i do something good for the world mm -hmm. and yeah that, that's the that's a really good question that's the, that's the reason why i'm so productive i think What are some of like kind of like, just like your key tips though? Like what are some of the things? Because like even for me, like I know I'd like to be more productive than I am and maybe a bit more mindful with my time. So for people who are kind of trying to to do a bit better, mm -hmm. what kind of key tips would you, you give to somebody? Mm -hmm. So the most important question is why are you doing what you're doing? Like just remembering... Um, Why the heck did I choose this job? Mm -hmm. And like, as I said, it doesn't have to be something like special, like running Facebook. Yeah. Just having kids. Like, why do I want to have kids? Why do I want to raise this child? Mm. Why do I want to be a good mother? Or like, why do I sit here with my child and do homework? Mm. Ah, because I want to do good for him. I want to give him the life that I never had. Or like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then number two, if you do the stuff that you do, oh, distractions are a big, big, big thing. Notificate, turn off all the notifications on your phone for a week. And I will promise you, you have so much more time. Like this piece of advice is worth thousands of bucks, mm -hmm. trillion percent. Um, think of outputs that you want to create during the day. Like, I plan my day always the day before and ask myself, like, what do I want to achieve tomorrow? What are the things that excite me to do tomorrow? And I always start my day with them. Like, the three most important tasks, I, I also call it uh, Eat That Frog. There's a great book um, called Eat That Frog as well. Like, get Sounds very vegan. <laughs> True, I've, I need to find another word for that. Anyways, um, the main message is like get it done, the most important stuff in the morning because then it's already a good day. Mm -hmm. Like I wake up early 
get the three most important things done, go to the gym, and then it's already out. I'm already productive. Mm. And I really try to focus on the thing at hand. Like if I wor work, I work. I don't talk to other people or I'm not on my phone. I don't reply to WhatsApp messages. Um, I, I really do the thing that I'm doing right now. Mm. And if there's only one piece of advice that I could give to people is like, be focused. Like, whatever you're doing, do that. You, If you're eating, eat. If you're talk, If you are in the meeting, be in the, this meeting and be not on your phone. If you're in a conversation, be in this conversation. Be present. Um, we talked yes about it, yesterday about it. Presence is so important nowadays. Mm -hmm. It's so freaking attractive and people will appreciate that. And you will be more productive if, you, if you're really in this moment. Um, yeah, that's some, some tips. I think like turning off your notifications is already... It's probably the easiest and the biggest one. Mm. It feels weird in the beginning because you don't, your phone is not all the time. But whew, life is just so so different. So much bigger than your phone. Yeah, it's really, it's really impressive. It's so funny, isn't it? Because the our phone is what connects us the most, but disconnects us the most. I've only really just thought about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can do both. Yeah, it can be good for us and it could be really bad for us. It's it's neutral, and we de we decide how we how we use it. It's just crazy at the moment how some people use their phone and how I use my phone sometimes. It I, I tried to remember the last time where when I went out without my phone, and I think it was like a week ago. And can you remember the last time you went out without your phone? Which wasn't in my control. Do you know what I mean? There's been times when I've gone out because my battery's died, mm -hmm. or I've forgotten it. But where I've consciously left it at home, like, it's not been for a while. It's not been for a while. Because you're always, you, you almost justify the behavior with, but I might need it. I think it's subconsciously because you use it all the time. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, if I, for example, today I have a dinner uh, with a friend of mine. I would not use my phone, but it's kind of in my pocket. Mm. Maybe that's a challenge for myself. But yeah. Uh, turn off. Do you have, still have notifications on? Your I've got most of my notifications. The only thing that comes through are phone calls and iMessages. Um, yeah, same. But social media apps and everything, no. iMessage, but no calls. Like, yeah. no one could ever call me. Like, I just don't... I For me, it's like I generally wouldn't answer a call if I'm with anybody anyway. Uh -huh. okay. I'd only answer the call if I thought it was an emergency. Yeah. Whereas I feel like text messages are so much more invasive because it generally is the start of a conversation or mid a conversation. Mm -hmm. Ah, I have another good one. I saw it yesterday. Don't check your mails all the time. It's crazy. Some people check their mails like 27 times per day. Mm -hmm. It scares the shit out of me. Mm -hmm. Because it, you become addicted mm. to checking your mails because once in a while there is a good message that you read and that releases dopamine and you feel good for mm -hmm. a second so you do that all the time that's also why you check your instagram messages 200 times your whatsapp messages because once in a while there is a good message and you feel good about it and then you get those moments when you get none there you go or you do, you do, 
get it during night. Mm -hmm. Your body's like waking you up. And people, have you ever seen that? People yeah, waking yeah. up during the night checking the phone? Yeah. It happened to my ex-girlfriend all the time. And now I know hey, it's because you check your phone the whole day and especially before you go to bed. So your brain is like, oh, I need that dopamine rush. Mm. Let me know that I'm wanted, that someone's thinking about me. Yeah. It's an ego thing, really, isn't it? It's all related to an ego. And it's all, mm, I, don't, I don't know if it's only ego. Not only, but I'd say that's the main thing. It's, what it's it your too. brain. You, it's subconsciously. It's your brain. But it's because it's what makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. Somebody giving you attention. That's the bottom line. The bottom line is don't use your fucking phone that much. Yeah. <laughs> Turn off notifications. Turn off no except for podcast notifications. For no, no, no. <laughs> like, even I joke. To, to be Germans are rubbish with sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the front door. <laughs> um, no. Deactivate. Just for, try it for a week and uh, thank me later. It's a game changer. Promise you. Thank you so much for your time. I have a cat to feed. <laughs> yep, he's got a cat to feed. I've got a Tory to feed. Um, so everybody, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. And we will catch you soon. Implement these changes. Let us know how you get on. If you've got any other tips or even any scenarios that you'd like tips on, then feel free to message either of us and we will get back to you. Share this episode in your story and tag both Tory, Vivo Life and me. Um, I just want to say thank you for listening. I think it was almost an hour. Just awesome. appreciate you. Bye. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for yeah spending some time with me, investing your time in the most important thing uh, in your life, which is your health. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. If you haven't already, leave a review for this podcast. It would mean the world to me. It takes less than 10 seconds. Helps me a lot to spread the message, to reach more people, to make kindness cool, to make veganism cool. So definitely leave a review. And until next time, my hummus lovers, love you loads. Bye-bye.